You know, sometimes I enjoy saying things that other people are afraid to say. He is not afraid. He is Bill Simmons of the Bill Simmons podcast. He says what he wants. He is a man of action. We just sit here and hide behind microphones. It's the Bill Simmons podcast podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. Two podcasts last week, Matt. Only two. The total amount of Bill Simmons podcasting last week was barely over three hours, at least on the nominal Bill Simmons podcast. Yes. Good week for us. Yes. Matt, I don't know why we have a business model that is talking about someone, and then we complain when he gives us too much stuff to talk about. I want to talk about him, Chris, but only the right amount. <laughs> that rock is much too large. Perhaps a smaller rock. Matt, are you ready to rock? Yes. It's the Bill Simmons Podcast Podcast. Here we go. On the first podcast of the week, the Cousin Sal podcast, they guessed the lines for approximately one hour, 16 minutes, and 59 seconds. Correct. One minute and 20 seconds in. Dismissed. This swallow. <laughs> Can't wait to see who gets nominated. At two minutes and 22 seconds, an historic moment in Bill Simmons' podcast history, possibly the last time this one Pearl Jam song <laughs> is used as the intro. Corduroy. That's the name of the song. Yeah. It's a good song. You have the uh, Corduroy emblem tattooed on your body. At 3.36, there's a discussion about the huge man named Baker from the NFL Hall of Fame, or Pro Football Hall of Fame, whatever it's called, uh, showing up to tell Bill Cower, live on the air, that Bill Cower was going to be part of the Hall of Fame. Bill does not get his terminology right. They induct Coach Cower into the the Hall of Fame. Yeah, they didn't. They they told him he was going to be in the Hall of Fame, but the induction actually takes place in like August. Four minutes and 17 seconds. See if you can. Par- I would love to hear somebody try to translate this from English to another language. Listen to this. Not only did he didn't win a Super Bowl, he inspired. Uh... <laughs> Not only did he didn't win a Super Bowl. <laughs> did he didn't win one, Chris? He did didn't. <laughs> Five fifteen. More English, more problems. It sounds like a Biggie song. It feels like the ultimate Andy Reid game. I think he's trying to say ultimelt. <laughs> Which well, is probably like a awesome delicious grilled cheese. Yes, yes. I'm thinking patty melt, like uh, you know, like a double decker. You go to hell. A... At nine sixteen, there's a phrase that Bill uses. I believe it is a third generation cliche. That is to say, it's not the original cliche. It's not the modified use of the cliche. It's Bill's own cliche Simmonsism, which he gets wrong. Listen first, and then I'll provide you with my research. And we are emptying the kitchen sink. Everything but the kitchen sink, according to knowyourphrase.com, is a phrase whose origins are lost in the mists of time, but possibly between World War I and World War II. Everything but the kitchen sink means you're going to throw every single thing possible you can at a problem. That then evolved into throw the kitchen sink at it, which is the idea that you deploy the everything but the kitchen sink strategy. It has nothing to do with what the kitchen sink fucking contains. Bill wants to throw the things in the kitchen sink at right, you. Right. That's not how it works because when you're using everything but the kitchen sink, it means you use every single thing possible, even though a kitchen sink is typically not applicable for problem-solving purposes. But it has nothing to do with the fact that you may have dirty dishes or soaking pots, <laughs> which my family very fond of, uh, or just old bits of orange peel. The contents of the sink uh, are totally inapposite. Emptying the kitchen sink is also known as doing the dishes. Yeah, that's good. At 1241, this Joe Bluth nominee. 
I'm a, I'm on I'm on a downward spiral the last couple of weeks. I'm just staying away. But at thirteen oh five thing, and they had a complete meltdown when the Chris Jones thing came out. At thirteen thirteen, Matt, I'm not sure who was the party doing the considering. I, I had no idea that was even in consideration that he might get hurt. The gods. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're NFL injury-based decision makers who Bill was not aware. that He knew that they were working on various injuries. He did not know that they were working on a Kansas City Chiefs defensive lineman, Chris Jones's potential injury. But in fact, that was a, on their consideration docket. At 1328, those, Matt, those momentum changes are awfully wiggly. He really had a grip of... The momentum changes and now first of all there should be a grip on the momentum changes but is that a thing you grip i guess even metaphorically like he was really certainly aware that there were momentum changes happening at 1420 you know even when bill is wrong matt bill is right and i will i will for the rest of my life never forgive myself for talking myself out of them in round two you see even though he didn't bet on the titans he was he mad knew. he didn't yeah he yeah. should have because he is that smart yep chris it's 16 minutes Bill says that uh, he wonders if Lamar will play in Hawaii in the Pro Bowl. And Lamar is going to be in a hotel room in Hawaii, potentially. Chris, do you know where the Pro Bowl is? <laughs> God, I'm hoping it's not in Hawaii. <laughs> it is not in Hawaii. It has not been in Hawaii for many years now, at least three or four, maybe more. It is in Orlando, which is poor man's Hawaii. At 1735, a Joe Bluth nominee. We're here just like, oh my God, Reed, this guy's he's like a man amongst boys. At 23.30, this ad botch. And for a normal? Didn't sound normal to me. 27.33, it sounds like an 80s song. Smack plus thing. So the Derrick Henry thing. I'm going to include this. <laughs> it's free, folks. <laughs> Except executive producer Joshua. <laughs> executive producer Sean. Our friends at College Football Brothers Podcast. Scott and Jeff. You, too, can give us free money by going to patreon.com slash bspodpod or giving us free money like our boy David P via anchor.fm, possibly slash bspodpod, or something like that. I was worried you were going to forget David P for a second. Never. OG David P. At 29 minutes, Matt, this is what the listeners are clamoring for. A wet swallow. Chiefs. Ooh. Get that back to Capistrano. <laughs> At 31.29, a snort. <laughs> At 3249, Bill is trying to explain gambling. And he's saying for his Titans bet to lose, two things had to happen. One that had only ever happened three times, and one that had never happened. And then he goes on to say that both were unprecedented. For uh, for the Titans to ruin our tease yesterday, two things had to happen that one of them has only happened four times in the history of the NFL. Okay, four times. Got mm -hmm. it. Keep going. The other one, the Derrick Henry having the third straight game that he had of 32-plus mm -hmm. carries, 180 yards, that's never happened in the history of the NFL. Okay, so one four times. We've made that clear. And yep. one unprecedented. Yep. Let's see how he uh, follows through. So two never happened had to flip us and beat us. Two never happened had to flip us and beat <laughs> us? <laughs> At 34-20, Gen. All mm -hmm. of a sudden, we're in the AFC title again against Derrick Henry. Who were the two teams in that Gen? Again, <laughs> I, I think he thought in the AFC title game again against, and he just decided to say again, again, again at 37.03 laughter <laughs> deep. 
Yeah, is it scarier? Uh, slow down? Of course. <laughs> Sounds like Jabba the Hutt. The Mathawangrikatunke. At 38.28, triple studio clunk. I don't understand why this happens. It's like somebody turned the lights off, then turned them on again, then turned them off again. <laughs> At 41.58, thing. And then Russell Wilson does his Michael Myers thing. At 43.28, this is not something that I did. This is from the downloaded podcast file that I downloaded from TheRinger.com. This, Matt, is the actual edit that was available as of yesterday. Yeah, so that, that was pretty doing bad. everything they wanted. Yeah. Pressure this guy. Send it, send it from the other side. What was taken out? <laughs> And also, how do they think that was appropriate? I mean, our editing is shit, Matt. Yeah. But you know what we say when we hear things like that? Mm. Kyle's back. (laughs) At 45 minutes and one second, my mother nods approvingly. They remind me when when they're cooking with gas and Aaron Jones is going and they have the Mm -hmm. whole thing. Also, there was a thing, as there was at 48, 45. The whole thing. (laughs) 50 minutes and 35 seconds. I feel like this has to be based on the phraseology, the parents... Of more than one Shanahan. Feature with the Shanahan's parents. The Shanahan's parents. So all the Shanahan's, their parents. <laughs> I don't know how that would work. Because Mike Shanahan is Kyle Shanahan's parent, but Mike Shanahan's parent is not Kyle Shanahan's Maybe parent. Maybe Kyle Shanahan's parents and Kyle Shanahan's brothers or sister's parents. Don't worry, Matt. <laughs> the articles get confusing, as they do <laughs> less than two minutes later at 5229, where Rogers becomes the Rogers. I thought if you remove the Rodgers and the Green Bay being a kind of a public team, all that stuff. Aaron and his wife and children. <laughs> Please remove the Rodgers. They're becoming <laughs> uh, obscene at 52.29 thing. The Rodgers thing would be worth an extra two. At 53.24, if you are not successful or your team doesn't win, but something somehow, no matter how tangentially related to your team, is successful, brag away. That. Kyle and I get to brag about it. Yeah, we no, believe in Jimmy G the whole time. The Kyle. That, well, why Matt. would they get to brag about this? Well, I don't understand. The theory is that because they always liked Jimmy G, that when he goes and wins a Super Bowl somewhere else, they get to they're like, Yeah, we were right. Well, Matt, I, that's dumb. You make a good point. Totally in keeping with Bill's theory of sports bigamy, which is that you cannot root for more than one professional sports team at a time. But I'm afraid the judge has ruled. Let's hear from Kyle. Kyle, tell him. He's right. Sorry, Matt. Kyle says it works. He's right. Well, I can't possibly argue with Kyle. At 54.38, let's listen, shall we? Let's take a break. Matt, do you think the uh, the Catholic Church agrees <laughs> with this Drink concept carefully. <laughs> at 55.17? They have lightning fast withdrawals. Catholic Church in favor of the rhythm method of uh, birth control. <laughs> no? I didn't put it together. <laughs> at 55.20, this swallow. You can have your winnings in your pocket. In as little as 24 hours. Note, that was a swallow in a paid-for <laughs> ad. He just does not give a shit, FanDuel, or whoever this is, about your content. Not the way the Bill Simmons podcast podcast would. At 59.18, this Joe Bluth nominee. I was never nervous in that during that game, just in case you were... And you, Remember you were how fast Terrell Owens looked? He never even got there, Chris. That was a bail. He bailed <laughs> on that comment mid-stutter. Those are my favorite ones. At one hour and 17 seconds, thing. You could parlay the uh, championship yeah. thing. <laughs> At one hour, two minutes, and 51 seconds. You didn't even need thing. <laughs> you could parlay the championship. Mm-hmm. You ever watch that movie with uh, Spicoli uh, and uh, Judge Reinhold, Phoebe Cates, Forrest Whitaker? You know the one I'm talking about? It's from the 80s. Best times at Ridgemont High? 
Oh, Matt, I, I think you said the name wrong. Well, when they showed those old clips, it looked like the Fast Times at Ridgemont High when it was Forrest Whitaker just... Oh, the Fast Times right. at Ridgemont High. Right. Next, now, Grandma. Now I know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's the third unnecessary article in this. Matt, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this uh, confession that Bill makes at one hour, eight minutes, and 20 seconds. This does belong in the Bad Parenting Hall of Fame. Here's the first part. Was playing Monopoly, didn't really want to hang out with us, was like on her phone half the time. And I just flew off the handle. It is not <laughs> unusual for a teenager to not want to spend time with her parents or her little brother or all three of them. And it is pretty typical to remain on the phone. Not sure that is really fly off the handle worthy, but it gets worse. I, it was it was like out of a movie. I was so <laughs> mad at her. You know how people get so mad in movies. Yeah, I only watch movies where people are very angry. Like the Fast Times movie? Yes. I was like, you know what? This is bullshit. Wait a second. So he says this is bullshit to his teenage daughter yes with his younger than teenage son in the room this but we like, all know yeah he's a swear <laughs> machine yeah this is problem solving at its finest from a parental standpoint uh does it get worse you just so you're weird. all about your phone and your boyfriend and it's and you're just terrible now i can't believe how terrible and i'm just going off on her yeah so it does get worse matt <laughs> uh he calls his teenage daughter terrible i wonder what zoe's gonna tell her therapist this week <laughs> At 109.22, more thoughts on parenting. Nobody's good enough for your right. wife with the son. <laughs> Did there need to be a, an article there, Matt? <laughs> this is talking about Sal's oldest kid and Sal's oldest kid's relationship with Sal's wife, the kid's mom, the son. <laughs> like, he but just even, forgot the kid's name or something? Because the alternative, if he took away the article, would have been, no one's good for your wife with son. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're right. Maybe it's not an article issue, but it is a word choice issue. It's a issue. sentence issue. At 110.21, this swallow. Mm -hmm. The first one was a Michael Jackson poster. Following up on that concept, Bill is discussing Bill's son's Amazon order. And at first he is surprised and it appears disappointed because it looks like Ben bought a Michael Jackson poster. But then it turns out at 11035 that everything's okay for this reason. And it turns out it was it was Michael Michael uh Jackson vinyl. So it's better that he <laughs> bought a record by a child molester as opposed to a poster? Well, I think what Bill is trying to say is if you want to listen to his music, I'm okay with that. But don't you dare hang that molester <laughs> poster in our house. Also, what are the chances Bill Simmons is a record player? That's a good point, Matt. Maybe he keeps it by the uh, Peloton. <laughs> Matt, once more, the emphasis fell on the word stuff. Here we go. We'll be writing about him, all that stuff. He was calling stuff out. We had a lot of Lamar stuff. We had a lot of Lamar stuff. There was some good stuff on all that stuff and his Amazon stuff last week. Gambling stuff to discuss. And don't forget about all the great stuff. I didn't know half of the stuff. My tendency with this stuff. All the stuff. That Andy Reid stuff. And he wasn't doing the stuff Mahomes did. And I think all that stuff. Broncos, all that stuff. 10 and all the all the stuff. The Asuna stuff. Yeah. Cheating stuff. The, the, stu the other fostering. stuff they did with draft picks and all and, and, uh, and rookies and all that stuff. Criticized for the Patriot stuff. You know, the, the stuff he did for charity. Seems well, like that, that stuff that, happens more than ever. We'll be back after this. It's just a hamburger on bread. Yeah, so what? Well, why is she eating a regular hamburger? Because the bun is too tall, <laughs> and you can't get a good toast on both sides of the bun. It's like, why don't you put a club sandwich on a hamburger bun? We wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think you proved my point, Chris. <laughs> Listen, all I'm going to go on the record is uh, saying is, Points were proven today. <laughs> Points were proven, Matt. 
Matt, we use Anchor.fm for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And it's free. Anchor will not only let you record and edit, you can also distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more through Anchor. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which is handy for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Matt, the second and final pot of the week was one hour, 47 minutes, and two seconds. It included Peter Schrager, Mallory, House, and your favorite Bill Simmons podcast guest, Bill's dad. Chris, when I was listening to this podcast, I read the title, but it was like, it, you know, it didn't all come up because it's a really long title. Uh, and I did not realize uh, all the guests on this podcast. And then I got to the last 10 minutes and was just so disappointed. <laughs> 14 seconds in, I think Bill gives short shrift or overlooks his favorite team with this opinion on the Astros. Now that they are the premier cheaters of the 2010s. Matt, there's no way that the Astros, with only one single cheating scandal, are the premier cheaters of the 2010s. Just the Red Sox alone have two cheating scandals. Yes. And then, of course, the, the Patriots, Patriots yes. are a cheating machine. Now, I wonder if he's thinking that the original Spygate, I think, occurred prior like, to the 2010s. Well, yeah. So maybe that doesn't count. But so that's still the two. the Patriots only had two. And the Red Sox had two. Right. Astros had one. That's four to one. Yes. Or two to one and two to one. Yes. At 101, this swallow. I thought I knew a lot about Stu Scott. I worked with Stu Scott. At 115, this swallow. Reggie Miller, the pyramid. At two minutes and three seconds, Matt, the dawning of a new age for the Bill Simmons podcast. A sad, not as cool for old white dads non-rocking age first some new music it is pearl jam what do you think it's meh it's just not pearl jam it doesn't sound like pearl jam but whatever i'll get used to it i'm sure you're gonna get rid of that tattoo <laughs> the corduroy one it's a, it's a, <laughs> a pair of pants it's a corduroy <laughs> tattoo that zips when you walk at 458 this swallow i'm gonna spend the rest of my life at five minutes and 24 seconds Peter Schrager, Bill Simmons, Acolyte. Peter Schrager, and you're somebody who you were reading me when you were in college, so you you remember me beating this into the ground in the early 2000s. Peter Schrager, remember how great you used to think <laughs> I was? I'm so great, right? Yeah. Wow. I don't even think I picked up on that listening to it, but man. Matt, do you know what a corollary is? I do. Can You want to try defining it? Uh, not really. A corollary is a proposition that follows from and is often appended by, or to, one already proved. That means a corollary is dependent on some other concept right. or idea. Bill does not understand at 6.05. Do the Titans qualify for the nobody believes in us corollary? Corollary to what? Nothing. It's well, a principle or a question theory. question is no. Because it's not a thing. <laughs> Do you adhere to the corollary of gravity? <laughs> I think. Shit, if you're a real scientist, let us know. We probably put this one up. We are not scientists. There's no scientists listening to no. this. Matt, is it bad parenting at 8.15 when Bill thinks his son has a future because Arthur Smith, whose dad founded and runs FedEx, became an offensive coordinator for the Titans? Wow, Kyle, I have hope for Ben Simmons now. Wow. I think my son, maybe maybe he'll have a job. Bill is basically saying, I'm glad nepotism exists. <laughs> so is cousin Kyle. <laughs> What's even better is nephew Kyle fucking chimes in about the incredibility of Arthur Smith and or Ben Simmons. Incredible. <laughs> Apparently self-awareness runs in both sides of the Simmons family bloodline. At 921, Marcus Dupree and this sad transformation. Marcus Dupree was a classic. Yeah. We ended up making a 30 for 30 out of him. First he was a man. 
Then he was a documentary. <laughs> they took all his pieces and rebuilt him. <laughs> At 11.59, thing, pause. And the thing is, you know, I keep hearing about the Chris Jones thing. <laughs> First of all, Chris, in the car, he said, the thing is, and then I yelled, what? What is the thing? <laughs> and then he described it as a thing. Chris Jones thing. <laughs> yeah, yes. He defined it by using itself in the definition. He doesn't know what the fucking thing is. <laughs> oh, man. At 12.34, laugh through his sinuses. <laughs> Fine. You keep your eight guys in there. What was it Tennessee said? <laughs> Fine. And then... <laughs> Maybe Tennessee is personified in like a weird old guy? It was the Titan. The old ass <laughs> Titan. Kronos. At 1813, thing. The Casey thing. At 1820, thing. I agree with you with the Andy Reid narrative thing. Oh, God. The Andy Reid narrative. Okay, you were done, Bill. Thing. Yes. Yes, it's like in uh, epidemic. Live and Let Die, you know, <laughs> when they say uh, the world in which we live in. And it's like, you don't need to say in. It's a, it's a dangling preposition. You've already said in which we live. Although I just did compare Bill Simmons to fucking <laughs> Sir Paul McCartney. So high praise. At 1836, who's buying these plays? And the, the plays that he can buy them. The problem is that sometimes Andy Reid, who's a great coach, just runs out of plays. And so Mahomes is like, well, don't worry. I'll go to the Play Store. <laughs> the Google Play yeah, Store. Maybe. Google, give us your money. Matt, if you're following a leader, do you follow leaders into the fire? If I'm on his team and I'm like, that's my guy, I'm supposed to fall into the fire. Did he say follow or fall into the fire? <laughs> I think he said fall. Fall into the fire. But if you followed a leader into the fire, the results would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe the, You'd all the be on concept fire. is there's a fire and the team has to get into the fire and then get out, like the old Winston Churchill, if you're going through hell, keep going. Okay. <laughs> 21.35. When your neck is sore, you take this kind of break. One quick break. Because you have a crick in <laughs> I your <got> neck. It. <laughs> <laughs> 23.05. Now if we go to the Green Bay, San Francisco. At 27.16, it is clear that Bill had no choice but to go into editorialism per Sal. Because there is no fucking shot at him becoming a funeral director. And like always with the Seahawks, they have to wait until they're basically being buried in the six-foot coffin that's been dug out for them. And, and then all of a sudden, that's when they do the Michael Myers. So there's three things I want to discuss, Matt. <laughs> the first is all the Seahawks are shorter than six feet tall. They're all being buried in a six-foot coffin. <laughs> the second thing is, for some reason, well, no. the coffin is made out of dirt or was possibly previously buried. Because the coffin was dug out for them. And finally, Michael Myers is a <laughs> fictional serial killer who Bill believes is the best <laughs> emblem of coming back to life. But I'm not sure if there were coffins involved or what they were dug out of. No, he fell in the pool, right? I interpreted the six-foot coffin. There's multiple ways to, to do this, but you interpreted it as they were standing up in the coffin and that they were all less. I, I pictured it as a really tall coffin, but they still laid down. Oh. It just had six-foot walls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think they were standing up. I just figured they were a person who was shorter than oh, six oh, feet. Oh, six feet. Like, okay, all right, all right, good. But it's because he dug them. That's why I thought it had to be six foot down. Oh, I see. I don't see. <laughs> this is so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> is there some scholar out there who's also, like... Also, <laughs> I don't think Michael Myers ever died. I think the idea he was he just never dies. Because like, at the end of Halloween, he falls out the window into like this backyard swimming pool yeah, area. I'll take your word for it. It's not like they take his body and bury him somewhere and then they're like, okay, we got him, and then he reappears. 
they look out the window two seconds later and he's got up. The point is that you can't kill him. Well, Not that Matt, he came back to life. Possibly the reason they didn't bury him was because they, they found him and they're like, shit, this guy's six foot two. <laughs> we, we don't have, have coffins. <laughs> we really brought that all What are we going to do? I like that. At 29.05, this swallow. Especially, I think about this a lot with um, with my daughter's soccer career. At 29.40. You know, his daughter's soccer career. <laughs> 14. Have you noticed the uh, uh, repeated use of the phrase, high forward? You know what this is like? This is like club soccer. Fuck, Bill, we don't care. <laughs> At 29.40, a Joe Bluth nominee and a discussion of the Patriots, somehow shoehorned into a discussion of not the Patriots. You know, now, I don't know if you know this, but the Patriots aren't in the playoffs anymore. At 30 minutes and seven seconds, something is missing, Matt. Adam's somehow getting open on that first third down that they needed. I think what he says is, Adam's somehow getting open on on that first down. Oh, makes sense. I think what he did was he moved the EN from open, or opening, okay, to after. So instead oh. of being... Getting opening on that first down still doesn't make sense. He says getting opening on on that first down. So that's the explanation. At 32.05 for the first of at least a couple times, Bill points out that he bet on the San Francisco 49ers to participate in and I think win the Super Bowl. The key issue is when he places that bet. Listen closely. This is why I bet on them before the Super Bowl. I was like, they have the best team. This is why I bet on them before the Super Bowl. Was he trying to say for the Super Bowl? We'll come back to this. (laughs) At 33.06, Matt, you pointed this out to me. So if you had to say one game is close, one game's a blowout, which is usually the case, I don't throw the advanced metrics at me, but that's like perennially the, the quote-unquote stereotype of championship weekend. All right, Chris. So if you and I were having a discussion about the relative point differentials in championship games, and I were to say to you, Usually one game is a blowout and one game isn't. It would not require any analytics or heady stats to prove that. It would just be very basic numbers. Bill does not want you to throw the analytics at him. Here's what usually happens. Now, don't check the record and tell me I'm wrong, (laughs) even though I may be. I'm just telling you, in my head, this is what happened. At 3508, Salesforce, now sponsoring Bill Simmons' podcast because his friend... He's from Salesforce. I can vouch firsthand that this is a great company because my buddy Bish did really well there. What does that mean? Did really well there. Does that mean that he went to Salesforce, used Salesforce's services, and then made money? Or does it mean that he was employed by them and they paid him a lot of money? Matt, it's a trick question. The answer is he worked for them because Bill tells us that on a subsequent podcast. If only we could talk to Bish. (laughs) At 35.53, hey, guess who was still right about the Titans even though he didn't bet on them, Matt? Wait. Don't guess yet. I am never going to forgive myself for for bailing on the Titans after loving them for two straight months. I still don't know what I was thinking. Ultimate humble brag. (laughs) Credit where credit is due or where he wants it. At 3739, Revisionist History by Bill Simmons. This week, we have James Vanderbeek and Ethan Hawke making prominent appearances on, on Ringer content. Wait, before you answer, Bill, Matt, my recollection is... James Vanderbeek was on a podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network, mm-hmm. and Ethan Hawke was referenced by Peter Schrager, who was a guest, and Peter Schrager said, yeah, I bumped into Ethan Hawke at a coffee shop, and he said he thought it was Andy Reid's year. Yeah. Ethan Hawke with the greatest football Oh, my God. What a name drop. Ethan Hawke never spoke. The sound of Ethan Hawke's voice was never heard, and he never appeared on any media from The Ringer or Bill Simmons. Well, I'm sure Bill will take every opportunity to clear this up because Ethan Hawke was not a guest on any no. Ringer, right? No. Bill, make sure you get how straightened out. Yeah, basically. 
that's how that's how it played out. Oh. <laughs> Basically, the ultimate acknowledge that it's not really true. <laughs> At thirty-seven fifty, Bill Simmons calls the Bill Simmons podcast this, and then swallows. We had our first cheating scandal on the BS Pod. Sal, Wait, who cheated? I do not want House to be on the Sunday Night Pod because of what Bill threatens. House will do. Yeah, you're going to be on the Sunday Night Pod, either licking our wounds or celebrating these incredible bets. If House showed up to celebrate incredible bets, Great. that would be one thing. Yeah. But I do not want a podcast that involves <laughs> anyone licking someone else's wounds. It just sounds gross. Both their wounds. Potentially Sal's wounds. It would probably just sound like the swallows. <laughs> Maybe that's just the sound of wound licking. You're right. At 4107, Bill does not understand that a 20-point loss is not close. We almost lost both sides of that. Nope. <laughs> they definitely lost the Raven side, and the Chiefs side they won by about 20. <laughs> That's not almost. Now, remember, Matt, uh, about uh, 50 minutes in Bill Simmons' podcast time ago, I talked about how Bill picked the Niners to win the Super Bowl yeah. before the Super before Bowl. Before the Super Bowl. He comes back to that at 46.50. Listen again. I picked the Niners to win the Super Bowl right before the Super Bowl and wagered on it. He says right before the Super Bowl. He doesn't say I picked the Niners for the Super Bowl. He said I picked the Niners to win the Super Bowl yeah, right you, before the Super right. Bowl. Right before the Super Bowl. I think he means season, <laughs> but I don't know how you mix these two concepts I don't think, up. No, I don't think he did pick them. Before. I think before the playoffs he picked them because before the season, nobody expected the. There's no way that Bill was like the 49ers. That's the team. I think... Going into the playoffs, because I kind of remember him being saying, you know, they're the they have the best roster talent. They have the you know anything could happen, but that's the best team. That's what I think he's trying to say. Chris, we'll be back right after this. Wait, Matt, <laughs> do uh, do an ad read for Google. An ad read? Yes. All right. Google the second best search engine for porn. You didn't even let me try. <laughs> Do the ad read. Half a second. No, wait. <laughs> well, the thing is, all right, you got one? You got one lined wait, up? Wait, what's one's better, Bing? Bing yeah, is Bing, better for Bing, porn. way better for uh, porn search. All images. right, Google, where you will get the search result you want, but they will have all your data. Oh, yeah. Google, like a noose around your brain. <laughs> is that good? Check. it. We're going to probably only use the first one I did because I always, I always think my stuff is the best. And then I listen to it again. I'm like, oh, God, this fucking guy would shut up. The, and I, I always say the funniest parts are Matt going off the rails and Matt talking shit to me. And then I, can never, I never stop talking. Voting isn't just going to the polls on Election Day anymore. Options like early voting, mail-in voting, and ballot drop boxes are available to more voters and are growing in popularity. How to Vote, a tool created by Democracy Works, breaks down the options your state offers for casting a ballot, empowering you to decide when and where to vote. Decide when and where you'll vote this year at howto.vote. Matt, welcome to the second half of the second pod of Bill Simmons' podcast from last week. At 46.55, this swallow. I tried to get cute last week. At 47.02, this swallow. Or four, whatever. That was dumb. At 49.26, how well do you want to beat the 49ers? I think they'd have to play four quarters to beat the Niners really well. What if they just beat them, like, (laughs) averagely? (laughs) At 52.17, things. Oh, of course not. We just picked the other two things. At 56 minutes, I think doubt is inherent. 
in this comment. When we're together, we usually win. I just want to point that out. I want to point that out. Is that out. a Freudian thing where he just says, we always win when we're together, but he knows, not true. <laughs> At 58.25, contributor Nick points out that Cousin Kyle is very explosively excited <laughs> about the prospect of Korean food. Bringing food from Koreatown for both games. Oh. <laughs> Imagine if he was mic'd when he did that. <laughs> At 58.58, contributor Nick also pointed this out, Raider. They make that little white Raider. It's like that great NFL films poem, The Autumn Wind is a Reader, (laughs) (laughs) pillaging just for fun. Bill, have you given yourself credit in the last 20 minutes or so? I think at 103.54, it's time. I'd like to think I helped contribute to it. Doesn't matter what it is, Matt. Of course he (laughs) thinks that way. What is it? World peace? I'd like to think I contributed to it. Curing cancer? Yeah, I'm in in for that. Put, Put my name on the back of that, too. At 107.39, Bill's mostly irritated about food delivery services because they don't give him credit. <laughs> they should do a better job with when you're gifting other people food. Yeah. It should be more obvious than just this food randomly gets delivered to your door and unless the other person tells you, you don't know where it came from. What, do you want a fucking card? I think he does. <laughs> I think he does. This free soup provided by Bill at 109.54. Bill learned how to say the word amok. He was still running amok. They- Great job by you, Bill. I wrote at 110.46, semi-Job. I, I mean... Ooh, the Howard A-Rod! Who's a bigger cheater than him? The guy's a serial liar and cheater. At 112.24, Bill almost gets the K. Another asterisk. Asterisks. <laughs> at 112.36, it's like he's trying to get somewhere but never gets there. Basically, the only team I have that no... Nobody is giving me shit can make fun of. Nobody's giving me shit can make fun of. Don't know. If he had used the word who at some point, <laughs> that nobody who is giving me shit can make fun of at 112.44, uh, I'd like to buy a V. So I really hope that the KG doesn't have some PED scandal. <laughs> How do you get that as the KG? Was he thinking he was going to say the KG thing? At 114.21, Bill again tries to shove the title of greatest <laughs> villain away from Boston. The biggest villain we have. False. <laughs> At 117.20, I can only imagine that these pauses are as a result of Mallory and Bill locking eyes across the (laughs) podcast table. Push them to the point where eventually they got caught. The Kershaw (laughs) thing. You feel bad for him. It's crushing. Why did they cut this out? Wait, Matt, you mean we can remove those uh, horribly awkward pauses? What was going on there? Bill loves the idea of uh, helping sell somebody as a wrestling partner. (laughs) And he's just like, I'm guessing silently nodding with that vacant look on his face. At 121.54, a V-sounding gulp. Flesh-colored confetti. confetti. He looked like he was in The Irishman with a wire on. Just in case you wondered, the the Irishman. (laughs) It was definitely a V sound. Contributor Nick at 123.15 points out, Bill says, scheme, and knows he says scheme wrong. Let's say we had this whole scheme. Uh Can't say scheme. 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 I'd like to hear what that guy puts on a bagel. (laughs) Possibly a schmear at 138.11. Matt, your favorite all-time Bill Simmons podcast guest, Old Man Dad. What was the point of this? It's not even like they had anything interesting to talk about. Plus, he's already been going for an hour and 38 <laughs> in an old man move. His phone rings. Hernandez. Yeah, but um, I would hope not. Matt, we're not going to make fun of the fact that his dogs were barking. You're right. <laughs> after, after our podcast from last week. The phone ringing, that's mockable. But any other background sounds, no. At 138.19, this snort. At 144.04, double swallow. And didn't. And then 
they got a future. Matt, what do you call a virus that is both <laughs> like a deadly shitting blood kind of virus, but also causes embolisms? I have no idea. I think Bill's dad knows. I had the, the, the visit to Cuba Ebola virus. You think that sounds tasty? Delicious. Matt, here are all the things Bill and his guests found delicious or otherwise made weird sounds about last week. Hmm. Hmm. So mm. we're getting, mm. duh, and then just, whatever. And that's the mm. asterisk. Morning, mm. fuck. Mm. The red. Finally, Matt, discussing Bill's gambling prowess in Million Dollar Bets. Gambling correspondent contributor Nick points out that Bill wagered $1.1 million in Million Dollar Bets. Matt, if I were a betting man, I'd say the Bill Simmons podcast podcast We'll be back anywhere between the next three and 15 days. I agree. Odds even on that. This has been the Bill Simmons Podcast Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. Did I tell you the other day I was making a bologna sandwich for my kid for lunch in the morning? And she no, said, but I'm interested in the bologna. And she's, it was Lebanon bologna. Oh. And she said, the is that? The sweet kind or the tangy yeah, kind? Yeah, of course. It's for a kid. She said, are you making Lebanon bologna? And I said, yeah. And she said, dad, I'm a vegetarian. So I made her a jelly sandwich. Which kid? The older uh, one? Yeah. Is she a vegetarian now? Yeah, that's what she says. Except well, for when per- I got is home. Is it ongoing? Uh, well, I got home and uh, my wife was like, I left McDonald's fries for you in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the best place to insulate fries, I guess. Uh, and my kid gets home, and I go, uh, oh, what did you have for dinner? Cheeseburger. <laughs> I was like, that's well, made out of meat. In fairness, Chris, it's unlikely that those McDonald's cheeseburgers are meat. Well, not 100%. <laughs> Isn't it mostly like just meat spinoff? Yeah. It's like basically, <laughs> I, I really if like you it. fell off a bike while riding down a driveway and you skinned your knee, if they took everything that was left on the driveway <laughs> and made it into a burger. I really like that your wife just left it in the microwave. <laughs> no, she told me. She's like, I left fries in the microwave for you. <laughs> Why would you leave them there? That's because the point I'm making. The, the insulating <laughs> qualities of a microwave. Like, the idea was, hey, I got these fries. They're hot. Yeah. I'll leave them in here, and because they'll cool quicker? Maybe she or was... Or was the idea, like, it was good for you because you wouldn't have to come mm-hmm. home, put them in... You could just hit the button. All that fucking effort <laughs> of picking the fries up, opening the microwave door, closing the door with the fries inside, and pushing the buttons was reduced to... Pushing the buttons, <laughs> which I, then I didn't do. Did you eat the fries? Uh, I just had a few. I don't. I, this is on Deadspin. I, I saw an article. I think Deadspin rest in peace. I really miss Deadspin. <laughs> anyway, the article said the optimal time for consumption of McDonald's fries is within 19 minutes of, of cooking. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying they're great. Not bad. <laughs> like bad fries are still good. Mm, I don't know. It's man. like pizza. I'm, I'm picky about fries. No, I'm okay. not picky about pizza. <laughs>